Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor's side of life. Good freaking people. What is up? It is your girl, Yolanda Murphy, of course, back with another episode of this exceptional journey podcast, where my hope is to empower, inspire, and to ignite you to live your best life. How have you been? How are you doing? As you can tell from the title, this is a good one. It's a special one. But if this is your first time, welcome. Come on into the fold. Listen to my sultry voice. You came at a perfect time. (laughs) If this is not your first time and you're a regular customer, how have you been? How are the kids? How's everyone doing? I know that last one yesterday was a good one, right? I know. So literally, I am posting, as you can tell, because it is my freaking 40th birthday. Before I get into that, however, let me plug social media because I am Forgetful Jones. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at This Exceptional Journey. Twitter, you can find me at TEJ Podcast. Also use that as a hashtag TEJ Podcast. Questions, suggestions, comments. Your girl wants to hear from you. So it literally today is my 40th freaking birthday like yes go ahead clap I know you want to go ahead go ahead (laughs) give me thank you tell me happy birthday thank you (laughs) thank you thank you so much I appreciate it but guys it is a bag of mixed emotions for me though so let's let's just dive right into the topic so apparently today is my 40th birthday okay and I'm grateful to be here I'm grateful to be able to celebrate grateful to be able, you know, to be able to record this podcast and, you know, to be able to tell you guys, um, you know, how I feel about it. Right. Of course. But let, let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. It is my 40th birthday. If, if I haven't already said it, (laughs) 40th, four, zero, four, zero. So, as some of you may know, I, my part-time job is at Planet Fitness near my home. And I went in and I worked out today, which I'll get to later down the line uh, on this podcast. And someone I've never met, never saw this baby a day in my life. And I was like, oh, you know, my, my birthday is, you know, April 2nd and, you know, whatever. And I'll be 40. She was like, no, you won't. I said, yes, I will. Like she was very adamant, like you're not about to be 40. And I was like, baby, my bones, my muscles, my skin, and my hair are 40 years old. My eyeballs, my eyeballs are 40 years old. They've been walking the earth for 40 years. (laughs) I'm grateful that my skin and, you know, all of this doesn't, you know, look like it's been 40, but I'm about to, no, not about to be, I am 
see here's the kicker so let's 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 go ahead and and divulge one of the things and and one of the first things i wanted to discuss about turning 40 is i can't believe i'm 40 and you know people probably say that maybe after 40 i don't know you know how people feel at 50 or at 60 or at 70 but for me that means i am no longer an adult technically technically like once you're 40 like there are some institutions and 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 some organizations that say you're technically a young adult until 45 i'll take it i'll i'll take the the five extra years however there are some that say once you're 40 you're no longer a young adult that you're a full-fledged adult with x y and z element op and you should be able to move forward appropriately with life i'm speaking specifically with you know cancer diagnosis and all of that um first of all let me let you guys know um growing up of course as as a child i mean who doesn't want to celebrate a birthday who doesn't want to have cake and ice cream and have your friends over because someone is celebrating the day you actually were put on this earth. Again, as a child and growing up, I was always excited. I won't say always. I was excited about my birthdays. But if I'm honest, and, and if you've listened to previous podcasts and probably future podcasts to come because there's some stuff in the works, uh, I have not always been excited about my day of birth. And let me briefly explain. Again, if you've listened previously, you know that I was adopted. Um, I think I put that in my Know Me um, podcast episode like a month or so ago. Um, I was adopted at seven months. Um, So I was given birth to. uh, My birth mother did not want to keep me. So I was a ward of the state, which means I was, of course, in foster care. And then at seven months, I was adopted by the parents that I have now, who are my parents. Like, this is just my mom and dad, of course. Um, So I have a, a mixed bag of emotions. And I've been quite honest with my close friends and family over the last couple of years Um, because people, and even now, even specifically, of course, for my 40th birthday, people are like, Oh, what do you want to do? What are you doing for your birthday? And blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And it's a milestone. 40, 40th is a milestone. Um, but because originally, and, and let me just tell why, um, to not leave you in anticipation, my whole mental thought process behind my birthday, probably from like late twenties all the way through my thirties was that why should I celebrate my birth when the person who gave birth to me cannot celebrate it? And to be honest, guys, and this is deep, this, you know, and I apologize if this is way too deep for everything you know that's going to be said later but that's the reality that's where i came from being a a a young african american woman can i really say young anymore guys i don't know i'm i'm 40 i don't know but <laughs> being a african american woman 
who has been a who is an adoptee um who has been miraculously and you know by god's grace been adopted by these amazing people who are who are my mom and dad um but let's go back biologically to a woman i don't know her name um i don't know what station of life she was in from a little bit of what my mom and dad have told me um she was not necessarily younger like 20s but by the time she had me she already had x amount of kids so she felt like she could no longer care for any more children um because i had so many other siblings before that and dot 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 yada 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 so my birth to me has you know again from young adulthood like early 20s to maybe a couple years ago before breast cancer let me at least say that um has always been like an anomaly to me I felt like I really couldn't celebrate my own birth when the when the person or woman who gave birth to me could not celebrate me and again I don't I don't know if people see that I don't know if people will see that as deep or shallow I don't know but that was my reality so a lot of times you know, people would ask me, oh, what are you doing for your 30th? Or what are you doing for your 35th? And there have been some years where I've had parties and I've had surprise parties and I've had dinners. So it, it's not that I've not done anything, but I'm being honest about my emotions behind it. So, you know, it's it's been difficult as a woman, as an African-American woman, um, who is lively, who is all about, Hey, celebrate you. But the reality is I have to really face how I feel on the inside, of course. And in my thirties, like mid to late twenties through my thirties, part of the reason why some of, some of these years I did not, um, celebrate my day of birth is because I felt like it couldn't be celebrated if the woman who was flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, just felt like she could give me away. Does that make sense? I don't, listen, I don't know. One of those birthdays that I actually had at Longhorn, um, I said to my close friends, one of the things that I said to them in a very transparent moment was, if I'm honest with y'all, I don't like to celebrate my birthday and not necessarily because I don't like to celebrate that I'm alive, but I don't celebrate my birth. The actual person that carried me nine months felt like she couldn't keep me around to celebrate my life. And that's me being honest before now I'm, I'm going to say BC cancer. Um, it used to give me a complex and, and, and I'd let people know that are close to me, um, know that, um, because of that, however, I also, you know, once I got over and if I, if I'm being absolutely honest, um, that feeling of not really wanting to celebrate my day of birth. So I was diagnosed with breast cancer in February of 2016. My birthday, of course, is in April. 
up until that year, up until 2016, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. But baby, <laughs> when I tell you 2016 turned my mind on its axis, okay? Um, I, do, I, I can't really say that I felt altogether different because even now I still feel a, a twinge of that. But when I tell you when you're diagnosed with cancer, the C word, all of that other stuff kind of goes out the window. <laughs> like, so I, I guess I kind of say that to say, I can't believe I'm about to be freaking 40 again because of what I felt before. But after you're diagnosed with cancer, you just don't know if you're going to make it. I did not know because at that time, all I knew was what I saw on TV, what I saw on social media, what I saw, you know, in, in the marketplace, for lack of a better phrase. And everything that I had ever seen, whether it was childhood cancer or otherwise, was everybody died. Every that I mean, that's what they portray it to be. Beaches. One of my favorite movies of all time. Beaches. Homegirl died. Left her daughter to her best friend. That was on Broadway. And that was a point of reference for me. Homegirl said she had cancer. I want you to take my daughter. X, Y, and Z, element OP. She passed away. Now the daughter is the daughter of someone who's on Broadway. But I say that to say this was the reference I had. Back in the 80s and 90s, we didn't have a lot of examples of positive cancer survival, uh, which is why when I was 36 and was diagnosed, I was like, holy crap, what is about to go down? Are you serious? So for a little bit of that, I, I couldn't even fathom seeing 40. I was 36 when I was diagnosed, 37 by the time I finished, you know, all of my active treatment and surgery. But still, to me, I, I, I don't know. I, I just did not see 40 up ahead of me because everything I had seen up until that point was once you get diagnosed with the big C word, death is imminent. Death is around the corner. This is before I found my strength, of course. <laughs> but that's what I thought because I didn't know any better. I had never faced this. And if you listen to previous episodes, I didn't know anyone close to me. Like right before I was diagnosed, my dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer, but it was never really discussed. My dad said, this is what I have. I'm having everything removed, my prostate, everything. So he didn't have to face it anymore. I mean, I, prostate cancer is different than breast cancer, of course. So it was a big deal. I say all of that to say, you know, the fact that once I was diagnosed with breast cancer, uh, I found within me somewhere the gall, if no other word can be used, or the audacity to celebrate my birth even after I, how I felt for so many years before because now I'm facing a diagnosis 
I'm facing a disease. Let's go ahead and fight this and then celebrate every year after that I'm alive. And, and, and that's kind of what, you know, I decided to do, but here we are. I still did not think I would be 40. Here's, here's a funny thing for you guys. While my mom, my cousin and myself, we have birthdays, um, within like a week and a half apart. Uh, my mom's birthday is March 24th and we went out to dinner. She wanted to go to a certain place. I was like, I'll go ahead and set it up. We'll order you a cake. You know, we'll do whatever you want to do. We did that. Wonderful. At this specific dinner for my mom's birthday, my cousin's birthday is like five days. So my mom's birthday was on Sunday. My cousin's birthday was on that next Friday. So was that six days, five days, six days? And then my birthday on Tuesday. So not yet two weeks, but enough time, you know, in between. So sale of this to say, we were at my mom's birthday celebration. And my birthday always comes up because it's around my mom's birthday. And some of the um, people who we, all of us have, um, like speaking of my mom and my aunt and all of us kids have been in contact with or known for years and years and years because my aunt is a pastor. They've been a part of her church. Um, one of the things that they said was, oh my gosh, like you're about to be 40. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for reminding me that I'm about to be 40. <laughs> and it wasn't in a bad way. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I didn't take it that way. But it just reminded me how big of a milestone, you know, this birthday is. So it, again, if, if, if you've not listened to previous episodes, I have a brother. I have one brother. It's just me and him. And my brother is 10 years younger than me. His birthday is always around Mother's Day. Like we call him our Mother's Day baby. So here I am, right? Sitting at the table of my mom's birthday dinner and like two or three people brought up like, oh my gosh, you know, you're, you're about to be 40. And these are some people who have seen me since I was like 13, 14, 15. So I get why they're saying it. I get it. But here I am trying to deflect <laughs> and take the, the, the attention off of me. I'm like, well, RJ, because he's a junior of my dad, I was like, well, RJ's about to be 30. And here's my brother. Yeah, but you're about to be 40. I was like, really? I I, I thought we were I thought we were in this <laughs> together, but apparently not. So I say that to say 40 is clearly a big deal. <laughs> 40 to some people is it's like it's like a crossing over. And I don't even I don't guys, I don't I don't even know how to feel about it. But anyway, so, you know, I at least wanted to let you guys know how I've felt about my birthdays previously. Um, and then how I feel about it now, because after cancer, I take every day as a gift. I literally take every day, like, thank you, God, that I'm still alive. I'm still never, no evidence of the disease. Yes. Do I have my side effects? And if you've listened to the previous podcast about why I'm angry, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm still here. I am still alive. I'm still thriving. I'm still kicking. I'm still working. I'm still getting goals accomplished. I'm still here. So thank you, Father. Um, but what does 40 mean to me, though? That's the question. 
that I wanted to discuss with you guys because although, you know, I, up until cancer, I might have not really been able to appreciate my days of birth. Here I am now just relishing in the fact that I'm still here. So what is what does 40 mean to me? So first of all, you know, I was thinking the other day, 40, like, like when I tell people, <laughs> when I tell people like, oh, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm 40. It is a whole different air. <laughs> and that's the only way I can describe it. Like it's a whole different air of your life. Air, A-I-R, like air. Like you know how um, you're on the ground. Best analogy I can think of is when you fly. Um, when you're on the ground, you're in the airport, you know, I'm used to the airport. I've flown out numerous times. I know what to expect. But depending upon where you're flying, there are higher altitudes. So when I've flown to Denver versus somewhere that's closer, literally I can feel in the cabin the difference of my breathing, right? Um, it, it, listen, it, <laughs> there's a difference. There's a difference. So what I mean by air is that the air at 40 is altogether, altogether different than that 30 anything. Literally, like when I tell people I'm 40, it makes me stand up straighter a little bit. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, when I tell people I'm 40, I feel like it comes with a level of responsibility. Not to say in your 30s you're not responsible. Not to say in your 30s you're not already, you know, working on different projects and, and gifts and talents and, you know, all of that stuff. No, but I feel like at 40, <laughs> it's like a different air you're breathing. <laughs> you're like on a different level. And not again, not in a bad way, but like, Oh snap, let me get my stuff together. So not only am I breathing different air <laughs> at 40, um, but it's almost like, um, mm, as my pastor always says, a juxtaposition. My, my pastor's so smart. Like he's just so smart. Reverend Dr. William Houston Curtis, check him out. My other Baptist church, if you don't know him, but he always talks about juxtapositions and I mean, I knew the word before, but now I use it all the time, <laughs> but it's like this juxtaposition because unfortunately when you're diagnosed with cancer, like you're prepared. And again, I'll, I'll bring it back to, you know, what you've only known in the media or social media before you were diagnosed. Everyone that I saw was dying with any type of cancer. Um, so, you know, it's, it's this whole juxtaposition that whether diagnosed at 36 or otherwise, you face this reality, you face this reality that holy hell, am I going to make it legit? Like I was diagnosed at 36. I did not think I would make it to 37 or 38, let alone 40. And I'm being honest. I just felt like I got this diagnosis. God wanted me to be strong and, you know, deal with everything I needed to deal with. 
I didn't think I would make it to 40, guys. I didn't think I would make it to 40. Because, like, actually, in the grand scheme of things, for me, can't speak for anybody else. But once I was diagnosed, I was literally living day by day. I mentally prepared myself not to prepare for a month from now, two months from now, three, six, 12 months from now, because I didn't know if I was going to make it. So up until I got the word that I was no evidence of the disease, I was like, okay, let's live life. I tried to do as much as I could over the last two years, but being three years, of course, since diagnosis, um, I went to conferences and got trained as an advocate and did all of these amazing things. But guys, if I'm honest, in the back of my mind, I still did not think I was going to make it. I, I, am I the only young adult cancer survivor that goes through that? At the end of the day, you just never know because you no longer have control. And again, I've talked about that in another episode. You just, you just never know. So here I am, 36, 37, 38. And the last year, 39, not necessarily looking for the worst, but if the worst were to come, I'm going to be prepared mentally specifically. That's, that's a difficult, that's, that's a difficult road to hoe. Still being your 30s, still wanting to live life, but not knowing if you're going to live. That was my mental, that was my mental thought process. So what else does 40 mean to me? So now that I'm still here, hey. I made it to 40, so not only did the juxtaposition include that I probably wouldn't make it, but gosh darn it, I got a new lease on life. (laughs) Literally, like every day of the last probably two years has been this seesaw of a scale. It has literally been this seesaw of, girl, don't even try your hardest, don't even try your best, at whatever dreams or visions you have, because you're probably not going to make it. And then on the other end of the scale is, B, you better do everything that you can because you're going to be here for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Put all of your energy and effort into every vision and goal you have because you're going to be here along with your kids and your grandkids to live life to the fullest after this crazy juxtaposition, right? So at one juncture, I was preparing to not live. And on the other side, I was preparing not to die. Does that make sense? (laughs) I mean, maybe it's just me, but it's been this constant seesaw over the last couple years. It's been this constant seesaw of those two polar opposites. And I've tried to do my best, guys. I've tried to do my best, you know, even with starting my blog, with starting my podcast, so I can leave a vocal or written legacy just in case (laughs) I don't make it. The seesaw, the seesaw of it all, right? So it... (laughs) It's been this whole thing. So I was at a seminar recently um, speaking with another young adult African-American breast cancer survivor. And she was telling me how um, she recently has been going through a little bit because she had, you know, X and Y and Z like symptoms going on. 
And this is how she felt. This is what she wanted done. These are the tests she wanted to get done to ensure it was not cancer. And, you know, it, it made me think about, you know, back to the, the side of the spectrum where cancer is just inevitably going to come back every ache and pain, every ache and pain, every headache that I have, you know, I have neuropathy. If you listen to the previous podcast, literally right before this one, um, dealing with my anger behind, I'm sorry. Um, my side effects dealing with early menopause. It's daunting. I'm a, I'm 40 now, but I started, um, early menopause, um, side effects in my thirties in my thirties. So, you know, I was having this conversation with her and I was like, I get it. I completely understand. But here, here's the kicker even to just segue to my last point. We're going to feel it. And just like I told her, like, I get you. Like, I, I, I absolutely understand what you're going through because I felt some of it. I know exactly what you're going through. But my last point um, is despite it all, despite how I felt about birthdays before, despite what 40 really means to me, this is what I've learned, guys. This is what I've learned despite cancer. Despite cancer, I'm still going to dream, okay? Despite cancer, I'm still going to have goals because unfortunately in the first year or so, I was like, I can't plan for anything. I don't even know if I'm going to live past chemo. I don't know if I'm going to live past my surgery. That was my thought process. But now that I'm a couple years out, I'm like, oh no, let's get this done. Let's, let's do this. Let's do da, 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 and dot, dot, dot. No, let's get it done. I'm going to live regardless that I'm determined. I am determined to live after cancer flat out. So I said, okay, what are my dreams, my visions, my goals? Because cancer is not going to stop me at this, at this point. Cancer is not going to stop me. I'm not going to allow it. Now, do I have still my moments? Of course. Do I still have my moments when I have an ache in my shoulder or I have a pain in my chest or in my back where I did radiation and had surgery? Of course, that, that doesn't go away ever, ever. That never goes away. But am I determined to live past it? to live through it. Absolutely. So let me just, let me just tell you guys, since I'm 40 now, <laughs> some of my goals, my dreams, my visions, um, that I want to accomplish 40 plus from 40 on. And some of these things I've already been working on, but from 40 plus, I need to see some of these things come to fruition. So first of all, I want to grow in every area of my life. And that, you know, that kind of sounds like a resolution, but it's April. So it's not a resolution because it's not January 1st, right? <laughs> but seriously, and I, and I spoke of this on what I resolved for 2019 and I'm doing it every day. Um, I want to grow in every area of my life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. Um, did I say mentally? I want to grow in every area. And I will, and I've, I've already been taking baby steps and strides to ensure that happens. I, there are some more people I need to connect to, you know, some more organizations that I need to be a part of. But at the end of the day, that's one of my goals from 40 plus, you know, get my credit score where it needs to be. As of right now, I have an apartment. 
which is cool. I completely dig and appreciate my apartment, but at some juncture, I want a home. I want an actual home and address where I can say, I own this land. I own this home. I wish you would come across that line. <laughs> That's my goal. That's one of my goals. Uh, but even in regards to my podcast, my podcast, my blog, you know, soon to be YouTube. And guys, I know I keep talking about it. YouTube editing is, is not as easy as podcast editing to me. And I don't, I don't know if it's just me, but I, I'm having a hard time. So if you can answer to any of this, <laughs> let me know. Um, but physically I've been in the gym, baby steps, but I've been there. You know what I mean? Drinking more water, eating less after a certain period of time and eating more protein um, and less carbs, all these little things, bettering myself to be a better me to grow in every area of my life, going to Bible study, reading my word on my own in every, literally guys, every area of my life, I am looking to be better, which you can do as well. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and then I, I think I've resolved in this season to connect to older and wiser people than me. Now, just because you're older doesn't mean you're wiser. Now, I'm 40 now. Hello, I'm 40. <laughs> Still sounds so weird to say, but I'm 40 now. Um, just because you're older doesn't mean you're wiser. So I've really been praying and discerning like better relationships and that you can be younger than me and be wiser in a specific topic, right? Um, so that's one of my goals to connect with people in each of those areas of my life um, to ensure that I grow and move and change and don't stay stagnant and, and, and live my best life where I am for where I am right now. Right. Um, and then lastly, you know, I really believe, um, that all of these areas physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially will, um, cultivate themselves um, so that you can see your actual fruit being produced. So let's say financially, you know, you start investing, you pay off your debt, um, you start paying your bills on time. You're, you're going to start seeing fruit. You're going to start seeing your credit score going up and your debt ratio going down. That is fruit to me. Um, when it comes to my public speaking, you know, that I want to train in and, you know, I start going to one of the organizations that I want to connect with is Toastmasters. Um, and we have multiple groups here in the city of Pittsburgh, you know, it may not sound like it to you, but I really don't like speaking in public. I don't, <laughs> I've spoken in public literally all of my life, but it, it gives me it, it literally gives me like anxiousness. It, I, it gives me stress, <laughs> but I want to get over that. And I don't think, I mean, even if I think, you know, of, um, some public speaking mentors that I follow, I don't think you ever really get over that nervousness and stuff, but I want to be better at it. I want to be better at it. So I'm going to seek out groups. I'm going to seek out organizations. I'm going to seek out individuals that'll help me grow in my public speaking because one day y'all might see me on the stage. <laughs> Hopefully you might see me on the stage doing exactly what I'm doing on this TEJ podcast, but speaking to live people, we'll see. That's, 
that's a goal after 40. Okay. <laughs> but guys, I wanted to say all of this to say, first of all, thank you. You know what I mean? You've rocked with me since October. If you're listening to this podcast, um, you know, you've, you've seen my ups and downs and what I've have faced through cancer and even what I've, um, discussed with other cancer, young adult cancer survivors. And just FYI, let me plug real quick. I am going to roll out the co-survivor series here really quick. I think I'm going to call it like the co-survivor corner where basically I'm talking about people who have taken care of cancer survivors. Um, not necessarily just young adult cancer survivors, but people who have been up close and personal, who have seen the, 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 um, side effects of cancer. Um, and some of them are young adults. Some of them won't be, but some of them will be. So plug there. Um, but it has been a journey. It has been a journey journey from 36 till now. And if I'm honest, of course, not all of it has been daisies and roses and butterflies and, you know, all of those things or lilies. Those are my favorite flowers. But what I am grateful for that I'm still here, I am still here to tell you at 40 years old what my goals and dreams and visions are to get accomplished into 40 plus years, right? Y'all, I'm grateful. I, I still can't believe when I say I'm 40, I, I, I still can't believe it. <laughs> so I'm going to end on that note. Um, as always, I try to keep it short, but because I'm chatty Kathy, that never really happens. But guys, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, definitely hit me up on any social media platform, or you can hashtag me TEJ podcast. Your girl definitely wants to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment. Like, I have tons of people that are listening, but no one's rating, no one's commenting, and no one's subscribing. Well, people are subscribing. But guys, comment. Just say, hey, girl, I listened. Thank you. <laughs> I would love to hear. Um, I'm going out to live my best life on this birthday. Um, I have some birthday freebies that I'm going to take advantage of, like my Denny's Grand Slam. <laughs> I'm also going to get a free appetizer from Texas Roadhouse. Uh, what else? Oh, I'm getting a free pretzel from Auntie Anne's. I have some things to do today. But either way it goes, guys, thank you so much on my 40th birthday for clicking over and checking out this little corner of my podcast world. As always, you will catch me walking on the survivor side of life. I'm hoping you do the same. I will check you.